You're listening to The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. Fleetwood Mac featuring Stevie Nicks. That's Seven Wonders from 1987. Ayakash, you weren't even born in 1987, were you? Sure. That sounds like a good fact to put out there. <laughs> you just, Absolutely. You look so young. I know, 1994 right? was when I was born. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> you do look you do look way too young to because she came in and she knew the song. I was like Oh no, that was that your mother's favorite song or something. Anyway, Aya Cash is joining us here on the Jolt. I'm Larry Flick and uh she's here to talk about the new season of uh her FX series, You're the Worst. The Worst. Yep. I love that title so much. Yeah. It's good. You know, it's funny. We um, were, especially last year, very active on Twitter with fans and things like that because we didn't have any and we were trying to get people <laughs> to watch. And um, we would, like, search the hashtag, you're the worst, or search, you know, in quotes, you're the worst. And it was it's fun to see the transition of, like, what people are actually talking about when they say you're the worst versus our show. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. Now, you I'll- never called. You're the worst. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Why are you dating my sister? <laughs> oh, were they all like like old Guidos from no. the 80s or something? <laughs> I wouldn't know because I wasn't born then. She got me. That was good. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mea culpa and say that I'm new to the show, but I've but I've crash coursed on it mm-hmm. getting ready for you to come. And I thought, oh, God, I'm a loser. Yeah. This is a really good show. Yeah. Look, she's not even letting me up the hill. Anyone who doesn't watch is a loser. You are no. It's a really funny show. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Has it been? Has it? Has it been frustrating to out go out there and educate people because because it's a great show. It's well written. It's well acted. It's got. It looks good, and it you know and, and and you're still educating people about it. Look, you shouldn't have to. There's like 400 shows or something like that right now. I mean, between Amazon and Yahoo and Netflix and the networks and the cable networks, there's so much content out there. It's really hard to get an audience. And I'll tell you a secret. None of us are famous. (laughs) So there's not like someone tuning in to watch their favorite sitcom star or watch their favorite actor. Um, so it's really word of mouth that I know. it has to grow based on people seeing it and liking it. Luckily, there's very few people who watch it and don't like it. I'm sh- there are some, and and they I'm are sure. losers. I've never heard of them. <laughs> um, if they are, they're they're losers. We just had uh, them killed. And I take I, I look. I take very little credit for it. The writing is really good. The it's writing really is really good. good. It's a really good show, but I, you know, when people are gracious enough to say something like that, I always feel compelled to remind, uh, remind you that lots of great writing falls on, you know, on the ground without good performers. So it's it's a great it's a great chemistry of great writing, great directing, and a cast that knows how to how to make it land. It's yeah, no, so I mean we're amazing. Let's you are be real. amazing. We're, we're really good. She's being silly, <laughs> and I'm being sincere. <laughs> No, because I, I kind of, I, I kind of, you know, feel like I've discovered, you know, like Columbus discovering America because it's like, well, where have I been? I feel like a loser. 
I really do. Because and all the, the people who are watching are the people who are actually here when Columbus discovered America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to win. No, we're not going to do that. We just had Columbus Day. We got it. That's why I'm using that because it's the first thing I could think no, of. No, I really appreciate that. Like, that's lovely. I, I, I hope that more people will be like you and just be curious and check it out and, and see if it's for them. Um, but, you know, I have very good taste in television and I would watch it if I wasn't on it. So let's ele- – so, so, all right. So elevator pitch it for the, for the losers who haven't seen it yet. All right, so and you can catch up on Hulu. Season one is on Hulu, which is how I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's about two people who meet at a wedding, go home, make love. Although <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. Who still um, makes love? I don't know about the radio. I don't know what I can say on the you radio. Can, you can, you can say, say whatever the fuck you want. Great, they fuck. They. Um, think it's one night stand and they sort of end up being dragged kicking and screaming into a relationship they can't help themselves um but they're both narcissistic you know druggy alcoholics um and uh and they're both a mess but they're perfectly suited for each other and what it actually so that's the sort of like pitch line but i don't know if that was the line but it, that's the idea but it actually is real ensemble show and um there's just incredible characters with their friends and and their community and it's a real world building show so if you watch season one say you binge watch season one in season two you're going to get to see all those little characters come back and um sort of inside jokes if you're paying attention but you can but you can but you can dive in and it's it's satisfying but it's even more so to kind of watch the evolution because what's what's really neat about the show is that is um how it evolved it it started with a really strong premise Mm -hmm. and you can't live on a premise for more than a couple of episodes though and so you it really turned into this this group of really interesting weird people doing interesting weird things that you kind of cringe because you realize i think i might have done that Mm -hmm. or i definitely know someone who did that or yeah i probably said something that horrible just two hours ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the friendships are really strong in the show, it's, too. Yeah. It's not just a show about two people sort of accidentally falling in love. It's really it's really just as much about friendship and just trying to, to grow up and get through life. Which is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. How are you handling that? I don't know. Apparently I've stayed 20 forever, <laughs> so I don't need to grow up. <laughs> That's my trick. It's like baby foreskin on my face every morning. <laughs> I'm gonna that get. See, my publicist so didn't come with me today, good. and now she's gonna be like, what? "Oh my god, <laughs> that was mm. live." Mm. I'm gonna steal it and pretend it was mine. That's how good it was. <laughs> I give it to you. I a cash. Wow, she just You're hit quick. me. Mm-hmm. You've got. To, we had this thing here. Only uh-huh. you did. You didn't actually. You didn't completely do it, but you. Did, we call it the Hassan Chop Game. Mm-hmm. You should try it sometime. Try it with when your publicist is here. With you <laughs> where you, where you, 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 you say something to someone in the room, hoping that they can hold it together. Oh. You know, like I'll say to Keith, 
Oh my god, I just shit my pants. Hi, we're on the air. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's see if it works. All right. Or maybe I'll just start saying I have baby foreskin in my head. <laughs> wow. You've just brought this to a grinding halt. I I'm know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to recover, and I don't know how to... Because... I'll just keep repeating, you're the worst on FXX no. Wednesdays at 10.30. But you know what it is? Because it was that good. Aww. That was brilliant. Okay, so Thank it's on FX, FXX. And, uh, okay, so um, where are you from? I'm from San Francisco originally. Are people really from San Francisco? Yeah, people really are. And before, I just watched a documentary called San Francisco 2.0, which is one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. All <laughs> about the Silicon Valley people who've uh. moved in and destroyed culture. Um, <laughs> but you Where know, in San Francisco are you from? I grew up on 19th and Castro. Oh, like, my oh. God. Yeah. Well, like around the corner from Bear Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> Starbucks for the fat bear guys. Yeah, I grew up there. Uh, my dad lived in North Beach for a while. Uh, we moved to Sunset, uh, Richmond. I mean, I've, I've lived everywhere in You've lived everywhere. It's a beautiful place. Oh, uh, it was gorgeous. Great place to grow up, too. Is I, it? Yeah, really safe. And I had parades outside my window. I mean, that's really fun for young person <laughs> i guess it is so when did you discover that you could come up with those um, oh my god look at her shoes okay. i'm like i'm like a, i'm like a cat with like no attention span they're very cute you're just this is radio so i know you but you should probably focus on i know but things. she's like, turning me out okay so when did you know that you can come with come up with these great lines oh i don't know i i uh, today <laughs> <laughs> um I I mean I guess I wanted to be an actor. My my dad has this story that we were watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I looked at the TV and I was like, I'm going to do that one day. And you know, I contend it could have been I will be in space one day, or I will do Patrick Stewart one day. <laughs> but uh, he says that's when he knew I wanted to be an actor. And if I look at like my yearbook from my hippy-dippy school of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It said actor, but so did 90% of the, yeah. the kids there. I mean, we so all I, wanted to be actors, right? Yeah. I would say high school is when I was like, this is what this is what I want to be doing. But I wanted to do Shakespeare, and I wanted to do like, you know, Queen Margaret. Because you Henry studied VI. Shakespeare, right? Pretty extensively, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I went to school for, for theater acting. <laughs> and, um, you know, I wanted to be a part of Ashland Shakespeare Festival or, um, you know, travel around and do the acting company and stuff like that. What was your dream piece? Uh, God, back then? Mm hmm I think Queen Margaret from King Henry VI Part III. Really? I did a yeah, but I, I always wanted to do these grand women. And I was this, I'm, for our radio listeners, She's I am 5'2", <laughs> and, and a bit, 5'2 <laughs> and a quarter, uh, and I, you know, wanted to do these big, grand women roles. I didn't think I would do comedy ever, and I didn't think I could do contemporary stuff, because all I did was Shakespeare. How did you, it's such an, because I studied Shakespeare for, for a, a year and a half, and I ultimately relented because I found the world so difficult. Um, That's kind of what I liked about it is that you had to do so much homework on it. Like I liked the process of going and looking up each word and scanning out each thing. It was mm. like there's a structure to it. Therefore, I, if I learn it, I can do it the way it's meant to be done. Whereas what intimidated me about contemporary work was 
oh, there's so many different ways to do it. There's so many like choices you could make. And in fact, you can often change the lines in comedy, uh, in film and TV, not on our show, but there's improv is usually Mm -hmm. a very big part of it. Um, And that scared me a lot at first. I just wanted to know exactly, okay, this line scans this way, and here's here's the se- you unlock the secrets of it, and that was exciting to me. So it was like uh, like decoding, like puzzles. Yeah, I can't get a Shakespeare job now to save my life because I'm not famous enough. Like you got to be famous in New York to do. You do have to be very very famous to do it. But but it's interesting because the, I think the thing that ultimately happened for me with Shakespeare was I fell in. The reason why I was attracted to it was was the the cadence and the rhythm of the mm-hmm. language, but I had such a hard time with it. That, it, but I love the music of it. That I just move. It pushed me more toward actual music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wh- what was it about the when 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 you when you were when you were? I want to, if you don't mind me hanging with this for mm-hmm. a second, as you were decoding and and learning all of this, what was it about the language that you connected to? Because in order for you to to stay with it and to really want to be a part of a traveling company. Mm-hmm. There has to be a passion. It has to be something that you fall in love with. Well, but I think actually Shakespeare's players are incredibly human and incredibly um, universal, the sort of themes that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found it actually very accessible once you got in to the language. And the fun is also trying to allow the audience in. Uh, I do think Shakespeare's more fun to do than to see. So... I, I see a lot of Shakespeare and I'm not very interested in it. No? But doing, yeah. It it doesn't, the, the exciting part for me was the sort of figuring it out. And once in a while you see someone who gets it really, really right. And right. that's really exciting. But you should not go to a Shakespeare play and feel lost and uninterested. Like, they're fun, big, populist plays. You, you know, people would go and it, it wasn't like, something for the upper class it was something for everyone so you mm. would go and you would watch these plays and be entertained that was the whole goal so um they can be very entertaining but i think people people get hoity-toity about it so um when you uh, are you a purist about it or do you how do you feel when because there's, there's always a, there's a periodic uh, contemporizing of mm-hmm. of shakespeare do you look at that and think, well, that's going to bring more people to it? Or do you think, what are they doing? You know, I don't, God, I ha- we're having a conversation about sort of where I was at when I was 20. I mean, I'm Well, where 20. are you now? <laughs> I mean, do you, still have, do you still have a love for it? Or has your- yeah, but I don't, I'm not as interested in it. No? I actually find it much more exciting to do new work where I am in on the ground floor. I so love- how did that happen then? You know, I think, again, if you're not at a certain level of your career, it's very hard to break into Shakespeare in New York, and I live right. in New York. So I just ended up doing readings of new plays and so getting necessity. new plays. And, and I found that super interesting. To be in a room while a writer is continuing to write a play and to figure out things with the writer is, is great. Um, and it was like, it's like having God in the room. You can yeah. ask, you can be like, okay, hey, hey, God, what do you think about, I'm not religious, by the way, but this is my analogy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, God, you know, tell me the answer to this. And God speaks directly to you and says, here's the answer, or here's what I was thinking, or actually, you're right, let me change it. 
And that's that's more fun to me now. That must have blown your mind, though, when you first started to realize that that's what, what it could be. Yeah. And I'm still, I, I still defer to the writer at all, at all points. So, because I often find myself wrong. So, I remember doing a play and uh, doing, there was one line that I just thought was stupid and I didn't get it. And then we did it live and people, it was one of the biggest laugh lines in the show. Hmm. I was like, oh, I was wrong. I didn't get that. Um, so I generally think the writer is is God. Zaya <laughs> Cash. <laughs> uh, the show we're talking about, well, we, we, which we'll get back to, FXX show, You're the Worst. So how do how does does TV um, how do you how do you morph into this this television performer because it's a very different medium? I think it's hard. I think it's harder. Um, I still feel like I'm learning how to be on film and TV because uh, when you're on stage, you do an entire night. You yeah. do two hours straight, and you get to sort of fly or. Um, it's an artistic experience that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're doing five lines at a time when you're on film and TV. Uh, so it's just a much harder thing to get lost in. And I like getting sort of lost in whatever I'm doing. That's part of the fun. Um, so I'm still learning. But again, good writing helps. You're so you're fascinating woman, right. isn't she? <laughs> You really have be, yeah. you know why you feel so fascinating? Because she's looking at me like I'm a weirdo. But because you, because you can say the most insane thing, but you're so smart. Well, thank you. I've been regurgitating this shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> really amazing. Really, just uh, as as we're sitting here, I'm thinking, God, I want to go and watch more and more and more and more for work. Everybody watch, please. Everybody watch, please. The show is called You're the Worst. It's on FXX, and um, it's really good. Catch up uh, on Hulu, the first season. But um, it's, it's, it's really, it's one of the, the great shows that you may or may not be watching. If you're watching it, then you're the winner. If you're a loser like me, well, then you're catching up. And uh, really nice to meet you. So nice to Thank meet you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Stick around. There's more to come on The Jolt.